Welcome to the Career Solutions Podcast. With more than 25 years' experience in career coaching via her own company, managing and leading teams in major corporations, host Marilyn Feldstein will share her experiences, tips, tools, resources, and success stories to inspire you to find the purpose and passion in your career. Welcome to the Career Solutions Podcast. After completing my first season, I'm excited to begin Season 2 with a series on taking care of your emotional wellness and how important this is when managing your career. My podcast will now be aired monthly, so please continue listening. I've had the good fortune of working with many incredible clients over 20 years. One of them is Xander Kegg, who became my client when he was considering branching out on his own. We explored all of his skills, talents, interests, and passions, and he's now living his dream. Xander is an award-winning and amazing social worker, educator, and speaker who specializes in transgender social care, conflict management, inclusion, belonging, and emotional wellness training and coaching. Look him up on LinkedIn to learn more. We immediately connected when we met and have decided to collaborate on my podcast to tackle some topics that mailed career management and emotional wellness. A McKinsey special report published on December 8, 2020, asserts that today's workforce, both in the United States and abroad, expects employers to take mental health issues seriously and provide appropriate support and assistance. Senior executives consistently say that discussions of mental health issues have become more frequent and open in workplaces. Our focus in the upcoming episodes will be on what you can do to take charge of your emotional wellness so you can be a productive member of society. What we will not do is provide therapy or counseling in these episodes. Some of the topics we'll cover include your energy and how you can project positive energy in an interview and on the job, finding your purpose and how it affects your emotional wellness, feeling stuck and understanding the signs of burnout and what you can do about it, setting boundaries, managing stress, making incremental changes that can shift your emotional wellness, and we'll be expanding the monthly topics. So if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, please let us know. Today we'll start by discussing your energy levels and what you can control. It's so easy to think that there's nothing in your control. I've noticed when speaking with some of my clients in person and over the phone that the tone and energy of their voices sound drained. They have low energy. Let me demonstrate using this statement. I haven't had time to look for a job because I spend all of my time doing things I don't like. Or you could say, I haven't had the time to spend on my job search because of my current position. However, I have been speaking with other people and learning more about other careers, and I'm hopeful this process will lead to interviews and ultimately a new position. Could you hear the difference in the tone and energy of my voice from the first to the second statement? Did you know that your energy can be felt by others, 
Your energy comes through your voice in person and over the phone and via video. This is important because employers want to hire people who want to work there and sound like it. And if you're excited, they can feel it. On the other hand, if you have low energy, the hiring manager may think that you aren't interested in working there. That may not be true, but changing your energy can make a difference. So what can you do to hear your voice? Record yourself on your phone. If you have low energy, pretend that you're very excited that you just won a million dollars. Again, employers are listening for your energy and they want it to be positive. You may have heard, fake it until you make it. Well, it works. If you keep talking with more energy, it will become natural for you and you, your friends and family will notice. Xander, how would you describe emotional wellness and why it's important in managing your career? It's a really great question, Marilyn. First, I just want to say thank you for inviting me to be on the show today and to be able to talk with with you about this topic. Emotional wellness has a lot to do with our mood, our energy level, the way that we are interacting with the world, how we're perceiving the world. So a lot of it has to do with the kind of stress we're under and, you know, the difficulty of the times that we're dealing with. So those things impact our energy level, which impacts our emotional wellness and vice versa. And have you um, noticed when you're working with your client, Sander, how that emotional wellness and that energy affects maybe how they even view their career and work. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many things that contribute to uh, feeling well, whether it be emotionally or physiologically. Wellness is impacted by a lot of things. And one of the, there are two things that a lot of my clients bring up on a regular basis, and that has to do with sleep and diet, because it turns out that if we're not getting enough restful sleep each night, our energy level is going to be impacted. Also, if we're not eating healthful foods on a regular basis, that's going to impact our energy levels. And then that impacts our mood. And when our mood is impacted, then we suffer in our relationships and in our job. So, yes, so you're absolutely right, and there's a lot written on these topics. So can you give some examples of what our listeners can do to get a good night's sleep or have a healthy diet or maybe make a few changes? Absolutely. Um, There is such a thing called sleep hygiene. And interestingly enough, a lot of people have never even heard of this concept of sleep hygiene, but you can go on the internet and look it up and you will find many, many examples of tips or techniques that can be applied. And for each person, it's going to be different. So for example, for some people, they might need to limit the amount of nicotine and or caffeine they're taking in after a certain hour of the day. For some people, they're going to need to not nap. You know, some people like to take a little power nap that that was very popular um, not that long ago. It turns out napping will offset and it'll have an impact on our restful sleep later on. We can also do things like turning off the blue screens on our um, devices, whether it be a phone or an iPad or a computer screen. Those lights impact our ability to sleep. And you're absolutely right. 
Um, I and you made me think of um, there's a and one of the things that I know that's helpful. I know you and I have talked about are is mindfulness. And there's a great app that you can put on your phone. It's called Healthy Minds, and it gives you some really short um, mindfulness meditations that you can do just to calm yourself down. I know I've read that we should really turn off the electronics maybe an hour or two before we go to sleep just to get ready. Absolutely. There's, there's turning off. And so not, not doing, you know, not doing TV watching. A lot of people like to watch TV. A lot of people recommend you don't even have a television in your bedroom. Another thing would be, if you're not tired, don't go to bed because then you program yourself to be in bed, but not sleeping. Right. So one, you know, one of the sleep hygiene techniques suggestions is don't go into your bed until you're actually tired. Mm. That makes sense. What about, you'd mentioned diet. What are some tips mm-hmm. that you can offer there? And I know, as I said, there are probably a million things written on diet, but some incremental changes. Well, like you mentioned, the app for mindfulness, there are a lot of apps for keeping track of the food we're taking in. For example, I use my fitness pal and it helps me keep track of the macros of my food right the proteins the fats and the carbohydrates and then be, and it also gives me caloric intake and it it helps me throughout my day to keep within what is prescribed for me for my height my weight my activity level so there's a free version of course there's a premium that you pay for but the free version gives you enough information to be able to keep tabulation so you can watch what you eat you can keep track of what you eat that's a really good place to start it used to be people would be told keep a food diary Right, but we don't really need to do that anymore because now we have apps. And I know one of the things that I'm aware of, because I'm very aware of eating healthy foods, is the amount of sugar intake because we get a natural high from that, but boy, then we have a, a natural low from that as well. We do. We'll get like a sugar crash. Also, sugar is a carbohydrate, and the more carbohydrates we ingest, then especially for people who are um, have um, genetic predisposition to be diabetic or have diabetes, too much sugar intake, too much carbohydrate hydrate intake can bring that about much sooner than, than it would come if it were going to come at all. Absolutely. Really good points. Thank you. And so when we're talking about energy, um, I know some questions that I think could be helpful that you you might want to ask yourself when you think about our, you know, your own energy and how we're projecting energy to other people. So one of the questions you, you might want to think about is, have you ever worked with someone who complains about everyone and everything? Do you enjoy being around that person? Do you think others enjoy hearing someone complain, especially without offering solutions? Have you become that person no one wants to work with? Is this the energy you want to be around? When people think about you, how would they describe your energy? Have you ever thought about that before? Xander, would you add anything to that, or can you think of something related? Well, I I was going more in the way of how to counter that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is now a good time to bring that up? Sure. So when people are 
having a, a, an experience of expecting that they're going to have a negative outcome, one thing that they can do is they can challenge that. They can, they can look for examples in their history where they have been successful and call on that, recall that memory, recall that circumstance or situation, and try and figure out what did you do then that led to the success and then see how you can um, do that now. Do it with whatever you're 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 going to be doing in the future. Um, and that way, you at least you'll bring the energy of success with you. Now we might not all, we're not always going to be successful, but we can prepare ourselves to at least put out an energy that we're going to be successful. And then when we're not, then we can, you know, figure out what we can do differently next time. It's better to look at it that way than to beating ourselves up. That's not going to um, bring us any real good in life. Yeah, really good point. And, and maybe you'd want to reward yourself by, for example, you finished a project and maybe you get to go home early because you finished that project or you get to do something that you really enjoy doing or maybe that's something fun and, and you're right I think sometimes we're really hard on ourselves and we think everything has to be perfect and we're not perfect absolutely not you know and when you talk about emotional wellness a lot of people are familiar with wellness within corporate structures within organizations wellness programs have been around for a long time and so it's just a matter of incorporating in the things that are available through wellness programs and expanding them now into ways um, to care for the the wellness on the emotional level of of the employees and the staff in the workplace. People are familiar with you know yoga at work, uh, chair massage at work, nap rooms at work. Well, now people are offering mindfulness meditation and guided imagery and webinars on how to navigate stress. For example, during the holiday season or due to COVID lockdown, or, you know, family stressors. And you're absolutely right. And as you were talking, it made me think of my very first episode in season one, where I was talking about the stressors that we were all feeling with kind of things being out of control in our lives. And one of the things you can do is do some breathing exercises. And it's so easy. We, we're always breathing. We can do that wherever we are, but calm our breath. You can go back and listen to that in my first episode. There are, as, as Xander said, lots of different examples of how we can just calm our breathing down and, and that because when we're in that fight or flight mode, we're under stress and we're not, we're breathing in a very shallow way. So that, that alone, just being able to calm us down will make us feel more in control. Absolutely. I mean, when you, when we talk about things like sleep, diet, breathing, these are things, right? These are things, these keep us alive, but so often they're, they're automated, right? We're, we're doing them without even really thinking about them most of the time. It's like we go to sleep every day, at least hopefully we're all going to sleep every day, but how often do people actually pay attention to sleep, um, think about their sleep, right? This is, this is not something that people do, and breathing is another one of those things. We're hardly ever attentive and attuned to our breathing. Posture would be another one, and posture also um, has a lot to do with energy, 
if you're if you're standing up and your 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 diaphragm is is more open, you project your voice more. That gives the even if you're not feeling energetic, it gives the impression of more energy coming out of you into the space where you're speaking. So there, you know, these are things that um, uh, mindfulness teaches us to be attentive to our posture, our sleep, our breath, our diet, so many things. Absolutely. Excellent point. And um, one of the things that I tell my clients when they're preparing for a telephone interview, for example, is to stand up, just as Sandra was saying, because your energy level is going to be better and it's you know, because you're talking from your diaphragm, it's just it, it's louder and clearer. And another tip is when you're interviewing, sometimes, and I, I notice this a lot with my clients when they, because I do mock interviews, and I'll have a client sitting in front of me, and they'll sit down. They might cross their legs, which I recommend you don't do. Have your feet planted on the floor, and then when they're talking, they just, they automatically scoot all the way to the back of the chair. And what happens is our shoulders just droop. They just fall down. So we're not sitting upright with our shoulders forward. And so I recommend, I have all my clients do this and you just scoot. When you see that you are, notice that you've sat all the way back in the chair, then scoot up a little bit and you're two thirds away from the back of the chair. And you'll notice your shoulders will just move forward and up, your voice will be clearer and you will project better. And you could try that right now if you're sitting down and, and listening to this podcast. Xander, what? I just did it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> did it work? Could you see the difference or feel the difference? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what it reminds me of too is, you know, when we're in an interview, one of the techniques that people recommend um, in, a, in establishing rapport is that you lean in. Yes. And so if we come to the edge of our seat, a little closer to the edge of our seat, we're automatically going to put ourselves closer to that other individual too. Yeah, really good point. And the other thing is what you don't want to do is sometimes we, as Xander was talking about, we, we're not aware, we're not attentive to our breathing so you can calm your breath down before you go into the interview. Even We're always breathing, even in the interview. It's normal that we might feel our heart racing a little bit. Well, if you just breathe, slow your breathing down, and actually if you pause and hold your breath for the count of three and then slowly exhale, then it will just calm you down and you'll notice that. So it, it's very powerful. And if you have your feet planted on the floor, it will keep you from crossing your legs and having your leg bouncing back and forth, which can be very distracting to the interviewer. So some little tips like that can make a big difference. You know, um, another thing about energy is that sometimes energy can get balled up, so to speak. You know, people can use um, phrases like butterflies in your stomach, right? Like nervousness, mm -hmm. whatever the different words we use for it. Um, and as a, as a speech major in college, what we were trained to do is recognize that as our body giving us energy for the, um, the speech we were just about to give so that we would be animated and not monotone. And what they would teach us to do is to basically shake out our arms so that we were saying we're trying to dissipate the energy from our, from our core down into our fingertips and do the same with our legs so that we could take the energy that was 
quote unquote, trapped in our core, in our diaphragm, and pull it into other parts of our body. It, um, it, it just gives, it gives the energy a place to go instead of being stuck um, in that nervousness feeling that we often have. Oh, yeah, great tip. Um, we used to do that in yoga, it's kind of shake it out. So um, great idea. Another idea that we, um, that we haven't touched on is drinking water staying hydrated. And I've noticed that sometimes I'll forget to drink water for several hours and then I can feel my energy level dropping and then I'll notice what, that how much better I feel after I drink some water. And Xander, do you have any other tips related to that? No, absolutely. It makes me think of, um, you know, for me, if I go too long without water, um, I, I, I use the language, I start to crash. I really feel like my brain is shutting down. Um, it's, it, I liken it when I talk to people about it, I tell them it's like my gas tank has gone past, you know, the light and it's sputtering. It's like, we cannot just get on a highway and drive, you know, from point A to point Z, um, without making sure that our tank is full, right? It's, it's the same with our body. We need the hydration in order to, um, animate us. We to stay alive. We need water. Yeah, absolutely. It's very it's, important. Yeah, we need that fuel. Great visual. I, I I love that. So Xander, thank you so much for joining me today. In today's episode, I introduce season two with my special guest Xander Keg. You can contact Xander at www dot z as in zebra a n d e r keig.net. In the upcoming monthly episodes, we'll be collaborating to further discuss emotional wellness and how it affects managing your career. We shared some tips and techniques to increase your energy that will help you be more productive at work and at home. Join us next month when we'll discuss why finding your purpose is critical to your emotional wellness. What is one thing you can do today and every day to change your energy level. Please share my podcast with your friends and family. You can also hear me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and other major podcast directories. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.